What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Your child has brain cancer. Can you imagine hearing those words about your own child? Nearly 5,000 families each year hear this life-changing diagnosis and live daily with the fear it brings. When a child is diagnosed with brain cancer, their lives are forever changed. The treatments used to treat children are toxic and cause damage to their developing bodies that can affect them for the rest of their lives. 95% of children who survive brain cancer will develop a significant health condition by the age of 45 as a direct result of the toxic treatments. This includes diagnosis of another cancer later in life or other countless deadly health problems. Our kids are special, and we need to treat them that way. By making a donation to the Team Jack Foundation, you fund research that leads to safer, more effective treatments, giving kids hope. You can be the difference. You can fund the cure. Join us and donate today by visiting teamjackfoundation.org. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity Monday edition, presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Uh, more calls, reaction to Nebraska's upset over Creighton. We'll dive into uh, Coach Deion Sanders in Boulder with Coach McBride and uh, emails Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Longtime assistant. He's lived this rivalry between Nebraska Creighton uh, when Nebraska was going to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Jeff Smith with us now and Hall of Fame high school coach for a number of years. Coach, did you end up going last night? Did you watch it on TV? Yeah, I just watched it on TV. I like I like taking notes and drawing up some of their sets. And both teams ran some really good sets. Uh, when they, And Nebraska ran a couple when they needed to. Great backdoor play for Sam late when they needed something to happen. and So I thought Fred called a fantastic game offensively. Well, you guys both watched on TV. I just want to say you guys totally missed out on Kent Pavelka jinxing Creighton in the pregame. Where oh, oh, no, I have, the, I have the radio on. I have the radio okay. on. So tell, tell me. have kids on. Kent, what, mule. What, yeah, Mule. What, what, what old Kent do? Was there a live chicken and, and Joe Boo's rum? Or <laughs> what? So, so, so pregame, they're introducing Creighton's lineup, and Trey Alexander gets introduced, and he's giving everyone fist bumps, and he comes down to the Nebraska broadcasting table and gives KP a fist bump. And Pavelka <laughs> says, I don't know why he's fist bumping me. I hope he misses all his shots today. <laughs> and then he goes 25% from the field. Oh, so it was good. Well, 5 of 29 again for the Creighton starters from beyond the arc. And, you know, contest, get in their face. And let's see if they think about it a little bit, a little bit because they shot horrible against Texas. Coach Smith, your, uh, your assessment here of last night, what the win can do for this team, but overall, uh, is, is it just one game or could this be something bigger for Nebraska basketball this year? Well, I think it could be something bigger. I mean, really, it's three in a row, and now you beat a, a top-ten team. Obviously, Creighton's kind of in a shooting funk right now, which a lot of teams go through, and, and I still think Creighton's a sweet 16, maybe even a lead eight team. I think they have that kind of talent, but they're just not playing that way right now, and shots aren't falling, but for Nebraska, I think they've found a, a formula right now, at least until you know Big Ten teams can take it away. But uh, they fi- found a formula with Walker, and we said a week ago, you know, we thought that it, they ended the season kind of going through Walker, and now they're going through him again. And he's just a very efficient player. He's physical. He's steady. Um, shooting 73% from the field. I was a little surprised that they let him go to his right hand as much as they did yesterday. 
um, they, they let him get right. And he's obviously, you know, right-handers are usually better doing that. And I was kind of surprised that they kept, kept, kept letting him do that. Kalkbrenner really struggled with that. And he got his, he got his shoulder in his chest. Um, and, and so he could, she couldn't, you know, couldn't block shots. And it, it, you know, it started with him. The thing I love about this team right now, though, is we, we have not questioned their effort in any of their games. Mm. They, they've given effort, you know, even, even St. John's when they're struggling second half, they didn't stop giving effort and they try to climb back in it. And, you know, last night was, was a full 40 minute effort. And I thought a very consistent uh, game and I thought they had a great game plan. I thought they really got about got four guys back on defense and took away the break and made them play half court. They attacked Kalkbrenner. Texas showed them a little of that. I think they kept them off the offensive boards. They made they made Kaluma and really the rest of the team shoot threes and try to beat us from there. They just couldn't do it last night. So I thought the game plan was fantastic. Now offensively, though, Coach Smith, Nebraska only shooting twelve three pointers on the game. I didn't see that one coming, and then they go and just dominate Creighton points in the paint. What what do you see offensively, and can it be a formula for success moving forward as we get into Big Ten play here starting this week? Indiana's on Wednesday. I think it can be if they're playing a team that's a little more pressure, like Creighton. If they're playing a pack team, um, I, I think it you know they may have to shoot a little bit more with with Tominaga and, and those guys that can shoot. Um, but last night, Creighton pressures, and against that pressure. They they had a chance to isolate Walker against Kaluma in or excuse me against Kochbrenner inside and that so that and that game plan just I I was surprised Creighton didn't press a little earlier I was surprised Creighton didn't go to some straight zone and make a shoot outside but you know Creighton Creighton it's early in the season Creighton's planned how they're going to play down down the stretch and in in their league so and like I said if they would have made four or five threes like they normally do a few more it would have been a different ball game but we got them on a good good day yesterday where they just didn't make open shots they ran Creighton ran roll and replace and they heard us on the roll early Nebraska adjusted when you when you're defending roll and replace you're making a decision whether to really bump that roll man and take that away and then close out on a shooter or stay with shooter and try to try to get enough ball pressure that they can't throw the lob well they were able to complete the lob early and then Nebraska took that roll away and and Fortunately, Creighton missed the shots on the skips over to the shooter that was replacing up in the three-point line. Jeff Smith is with his longtime Nebraska assistant, Hall of Fame high school coach, Hale Varsity Radio, recapping Nebraska's win over Creighton. So the impact of Sam Greasel, you, uh, we talked to this summer when we, we knew Sammy was coming. You and I have done a lot of ball games over the years where Sam was uh, a focal point and really a leader for some really good Lincoln East teams. Tell me about your re- your reaction to to what he's brought to this team so far, and are you surprised it's it's worked out so well? I'm a little surprised it happened this early. I thought there might be a little more of an adjustment period to to the level of basketball that he came up to. Although, you know, North Dakota State still plays a, a really tough schedule, and that's a good league as well. But his what doesn't surprise me is his steadiness, his leadership. He's, he's a very calm player that, that I think exudes that to the rest of the team. I think he can make plays when, when he, and he realizes when he needs to make plays. I, I heard some, some people at the game, several people at the game here against Boston College, like, Sam's got to shoot more. He's got to do more. Well, Sam's not that kind of a player. Sam wants to get his teammates involved early in the game. Sam's going Sam's to take what the defense gives him. 
But if there's times in the games where he sees that we need some scoring, he'll, he'll, he'll go try to provide that, and he has the ability to do that. But it looks like he and Derek Walker are a really good, you know, like you said earlier, a great two-man game and have a good feel for each other. But I thought the secret player of the game was Juwan Gary yesterday because mm-hmm. he defended his tail off. He gets 12 points on five-for-five five shooting, rebound, gets nine rebounds, and, and he made extra passes where I thought earlier in the year he would shoot his first open look. Yesterday he turned some down, and we, we ran a little more clock. He got some ball movement. And, and really, Bandamel didn't shoot it as well, but he did the same thing. He defended. And Bandamel's the one guy besides Sam that can really create at the shot clock. They usually get it in his hands when it's down to, you know, seven seconds so he can create, so he can do that. So those two guys defensively were, were MVPs. Let's go to Creighton for a moment as they've lost three in a row. They're right there against Arizona. Arizona looks Elite Eight good. Texas looks Elite Eight good. And you're going to have your peaks and your valleys. But now uh, it's one thing to lose Maui and then in Austin, but then you come back home. Uh, is, is this something that could linger longer with Creighton, or do you think Mac will get him to snap out of it? Oh, I think they'll snap out of it. I think these cycles last, you know, one or two weeks, and then, you know, you, you're mentally, you, you regroup. They, they get a little rest time and, and I, I think they'll definitely come out of it fairly quick. I'd be surprised if, if they wouldn't. Um, and, like, you know, it, they, they got good shots. They got good threes. They didn't really work for good paint shots like Nebraska did, but they, they definitely got good threes. And I think they have enough talent. I, I think they lost a little confidence um, in, in those losses to Arizona and Texas. And, and I, I don't know if I've ever seen a game like yesterday where Creighton – looked like they felt the pressure of being a heavy favorite. Mm-hmm. Usually they come in as a, with an underdog role against Nebraska, the state school, the Big Ten, you know. And yesterday it didn't look like that. It looked like Nebraska played a little more loose and, and uh, you know, pressure-free. And it looked like Creighton was, was trying a little too hard. They were supposed to make those threes. They were a 14-point favorite. And, and here they are down seven all of a sudden. And I think they panicked a little bit and, and then just had some poor shooting performances. I think well, Shireman, Nemhard, and Kaluma went two for 21 from the three-point line. Kaluma, I don't think, is a great shooter, but I know Nemhard and Shireman are, are up in the 40s. So that's, you know, we, we kind of got lucky on, on the day yesterday a little bit, too. Well, you make your own luck, too, just with the closeouts and the defensive intensity and the rotation. I mean, Creighton was really good at at what they do and that's around the horn in it you know they go find the open shooter but nebraska had an answer or determination more so to uh to to close out and at least contest things coach as you look at the big 10 here big picture i know sparty got stunned by northwestern that didn't make mama or junior happy (laughs) produce (laughs) produce sits in here at number four i was just a one last squad and and they are Really talented. Michigan's scuffling a bit. Indiana's seven and one. Uh, you have Illinois uh, tomorrow night. They are on the road at Texas. Don't know much about Minnesota. Wisconsin still has Chucky, and they're always pretty dangerous. What's the cut line as you see it early on in the Big Ten for uh, for postseason? And, and how does Nebraska stack up eye test wise to a lot of the league? Yeah, I don't know if I can go cut line yet. I just don't know if I have enough evaluation time, sure. except for I think I think Indiana and Purdue have shown they're pretty elite. They're, they, they play with some talented size. 
Um, they play with some kids who can shoot the ball. They're pretty complete teams. They they both play hard. I, you know, unfortunately, our next two games are maybe against the <laughs> two teams best. that are yeah. playing the best in the league right now. Um, but yeah, I I think those two have separated. I I do feel that with with our you know consistent effort and. I think Nate Linzer has done a great job on the defensive end. I've gone to three practices, and he, he's, he's working his tail off on rotations, on box outs. Him and Coach Howard just really focus on that. And, and it, that is, that's paying off. Their rotations yesterday on baseline drives, Creighton knew they couldn't get to the rim. Um, Creighton was smart enough not to really charge that much, but, but they, they struggled when they got in that trap on the baseline, and they, they, they – Nebraska X's out when they help on those skip passes, which you were talking about their closeouts. That's why they're getting there so quick. And if you can play that consistent defense and just rebound a little bit, you're going to stay in games in the Big Ten because that's kind of what the Big Ten's all about. So I, I think they're I think they're built to compete. I think you know Blaze Keita off the bench gives them some length, draw, draws charges, can rebound the ball a little bit. Not great offensively skilled, but he'll improve. But he gives you that length off, and you could. You can play a little bigger lineup, um, and, and then you know I, I think they've they found a, a good role um, for for uh, uh, Breidenbach. Mm-hmm. You know I think he's a good guy coming off the bench, sixth or seventh man instead of a starter, and and maybe he can settle in and shoot the ball a little better coming off the bench. But again, another six eleven, six ten, six eleven kid. That get, he, he had a big block yesterday, um, you know, late in the second half, which just made some good plays. And and so with that length, which is huge in basketball, with the kind of length we have now, with especially with Sam at the point, Coach, I think that's going to help us compete. I got yeah. to cut you off. Forgive me. We're up yeah. against a hard break. Hang on with us another five minutes, All okay? Right. Yeah, no problem. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe promo code GBR. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Couple more minutes. Some overtime here with Jeff Smith, Hall of Fame coach, longtime Nebraska assistant, uh, Nebraska Creighton. Coach, thanks for, for resetting with this we were asking big picture in the Big Ten. We'll let you pick it up from there. Didn't mean to interrupt to, to get to break. Oh, that's okay. And I forgot to mention Maryland's eight and zero, but they haven't. You know, Michigan State's five and four, but Michigan State's played about six top ten teams, and Maryland hasn't played one yet. So, um, you know, it, it'll balance out as we go. Um, and I, I just think, I just think Nebraska is a little more uh, with their length and their depth. They are they are built better for and, and their defensive consistency. If that continues. They're definitely built for the Big Ten at a, at a higher level than they have been since Fred's been here. Coach, what did yesterday's win mean for Fred Hoiberg? We know that year four has expectations, and it can't look like the, the first three years, and the team doesn't look like 
the same team. They're they're gritty, they're poised, they're tough, they're physical, they're blue collar, which is great. Uh, and he's made that roster shift. But uh, you know, when it comes to, to 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 the job and job security, this is absolutely a wonderful way to start December. Yeah, I think it gives you some confirmation that you are on the right path. Uh, adding adding more defensive emphasis. Um, and really, I think they purposely went and got guys that had, had won. You know, Keita won big in junior college. Juwan Gary was in the NCAA terms Alabama. Greasel, NCAA tournament North Dakota State. Bandamel, SMU has been good. You know, Walker from Tennessee a few years ago. You've got some kids that have won and kind of been in some of those big tournaments, those big games. And I think, I think he's, you know, I think he's got to be really happy with his character and how they handled any runs yesterday and had more poise with the ball than they did against St. John's, you know, when they were getting pressed and late in the game. So that, that was another improvement. So I think if anything, it's just some good confirmation for Fred that they're doing the right things. The shift they made on offense, he says in the ballroom at the hotel, has paid off using Walker's skills and everybody's skills. And so um, I think that's a, a, a good confirmation game for him. And, and that obviously takes a little pressure off of him that they could win on the road against a top-10 team. Did yesterday change your expectations surrounding this Husker basketball team for the year? I don't, you know, when we were on before the season started, I said, I hope 15, you know, maybe it's going to be 12, but you know, if they can win eight games in the non-con and then, you know, another eight or seven in the in the conference and win 15, 16 games, I think I felt like that was the upper limit. I, I, just, I wouldn't want to jump too high yet. You know, I think it's kind of a wait-and-see thing. But, um, but obviously you do have a little more confidence that um, they're developing, they're more consistent, uh, they play together, they're starting to really learn to play unselfish basketball and not worry about how many shots they're getting, and and so I think that has to breed a little optimism. Next three, coach. What's a good number? These this four game stretch. Many of us didn't have Nebraska going two and two or better. They still may not, but you, but you, most of us had as zero and four most likely. Possibly, yeah, but K yeah. State's probably gettable. And is it crazy? Yeah. Is it crazy to think you can get a split? I mean, I know you got Purdue at home Saturday. Indiana's <laughs> first things first. Or are you like eh, two and two is the number? Yeah, I'll stick with two and two. I, I would hope. I, I think Indiana on the roads. Although we've played okay there, I just think that's a that's a tough environment. And and you know they're playing well right now. I think Purdue with the seven four kid is just a totally different animal. Um, not that we can't play with them, but I. You know, safely, safely two and two. Uh, you know, at a minimum, let's say. And if we can, if we can sneak one, that would be absolutely fantastic. If we can sneak one of these next two, coach, you get a chance to watch the Nebraska women yesterday as they took on uh, number twenty Maryland. A huge fourth quarter propelled them to victory as they won ninety to sixty seven. You get a chance to win uh, to watch that one. I, I didn't get to watch it. I watched. I watched highlights and uh, read. You know, read the article today. You know, they shot the ball well and. Jazz Shelley kind of went off yesterday. It sounded like they, you know, wanted her to do more, and she did. And then she's got some weapons that, you know, they went through a little, you know, they didn't shoot the ball well at Drake. And, and you know, they, they I think they're, that was a, that, talk about a confidence win. We haven't beaten Maryland since I don't know when or ever, but um, I went and watched them practice a couple of weeks ago. They, they do such a great, Coach Williams, such a great job of just fundamentals and, 
they're going to be okay. They're they're going to they're going to when they shoot the ball in the hole, they're going to be able to beat anybody, and they they play as hard as anybody. And um, I think with Jazz Shelley at, at the point, they've got a chance against anybody. Jeff Smith with us, uh, Hall of Fame coach, longtime Nebraska assistant. Coach, enjoy your week. We'll get caught up soon. Thanks for the insight today. Yes, man. We got to talk about high school ball one of these days. You know. Well. Do you want, you got two more minutes? We can do I that. Do. All right. I well, do. What do you think? I mean, Lincoln's looking pretty good, man. Southeast and Southwest, some some wow wins early. I know it was a split weekend for for both of them, but hey, the the Lincoln prep scene, Omaha's tremendous. We know that, but the the Lincoln prep scene looks uh, pretty good this year. Yeah, Omaha's top heavy though. I, you know, the Lincoln teams can beat a lot of those lower level Omaha teams. It's just a matter of if they can play with Millard North and Bell West, but Southeast beating Westside was, Westside was missing a few, and that's hard coming off a state football championship and playing this early. But, you know, and then, and then North Star goes up and beats Prep, who was preseason third. So, and then Northeast lost a tough one with Gretna in overtime, and Gretna was fifth. So I think, I think Lincoln basketball is, is really looking, looking better with some, and they have good size and good athleticism around the city. Um, you know, Lincoln High is 2-0, and and they beat Papio, who was preseason ranked. I'm not sure why, but they were. But that's a great start for Lincoln High with Vincent Garrett and Bryson Faines. Pretty, pretty good seniors there. And then, you know, Porter Basil's been playing a long time at Northeast, a 6-7 senior there that's getting some recruiting interest. And Jalen Lang's averaging about 17 a game for him. And they got a good freshman, I guess, that plays a little bit, Jackson Cruz. And then, you know, North Star has two 6-8 kids that are seniors, Brennan Clemens and the San Lanel kids. So, you know, in Southeast is six nine six eight. We, you, you and I saw Southwest, you know, some good size and athleticism and a, and a veteran point guard. The city, the city is uh, in pretty good. And then East beat Southeast after they beat Westside. So, you know, the city's, uh, I think, much improved across the board talent-wise. And I think, I think kind of ready to compete with the big dogs up in the Metro. Man, that'll be fun, and you're going to get some uh, intermetro matchups as the year goes on, as uh, you'll have a chance throughout the regular season to prove it. Then you get into districts, and then could be a really fun year for uh, for Lincoln schools at PBA this year. Well, I'm just salivating at some of the the inner city matchups we're going to have coming later <laughs> yeah. in the regular season. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be outstanding. Exactly. You you look at southeast southwest, they match up across the board pretty well, and. And Northeast is not going to – they're, they're not going to back down to anybody. And, and North Star, if they're playing right with, with those two seniors, that and they have a few kids can shoot the ball, they they're can beat anybody in the city. And you're right. You're right, Elijah. There's going to be some really solid city battles. Going to be a good time. And Coach Smith does color for us here locally in, in Lincoln. Excited to do another year with you. Coach, we'll uh, dive in again. This was fun to talk some ball. And always appreciate your time. Anytime, Schmitty. Take care. There he is, Hall of Fame coach Jeff Smith, longtime assistant with Nebraska uh, during those NCAA tournament runs. And, you know, we talk about uh, keeping local local on the football field. Well, Nebraska did it to a T uh, with uh, Coach Smith and Coach Danny Knee. We'll wind down this first hour. Charlie McBride's on the way. It's Hale Varsity presented by Currency.